Hey, what is going on, guys? My name is Tigo. What is my name, man? Hurry up. We got like nine <laughs> episodes to do, man. <laughs> what a shot. And welcome to episode 8.1 of the E3 section of podcasts. Square Enix. Yeah. Yeah, today is Square Enix. Um, this shouldn't be that long of a podcast. We did get some announcements. And just to kind of give a brief overview, if you haven't watched the Square Enix announcement, um, I would recommend watching it. There were only three kind of big, four kind of big things that I kind of saw there. But let's go in order. Um, the first thing I wanted to touch on was the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition, right? Because I think that's the kind of the least exciting of all of the Final Fantasy announcements that came out. Really? I thought it was the most exciting one. The, chroni the Crystal Chronicles? Think about playing Final Fantasy out in the mobile. That's a thing that I thought was really interesting as well. That I was going to bring that up, right? It's coming to Switch, it's coming to PlayStation, but then at the end there we saw, hey, it's also coming to mobile. That's really interesting. The so, so those who were like great fans of Final Fantasy, you know, you're going to enjoy the mobile. But the thing that's, I don't know if it stood out to you, because we did watch the conferences separately and we watched like the trailers and stuff separately. What did you think of it being like remastered? I felt like all you did was kind of like, like, I didn't, See I, I, I didn't see the difference. Yeah, yeah. Me neither. I went back to the original games and looked at those games, and I was like, okay, you can clearly tell that like the screen resolution is better, but other than that, like it wasn't much. I think it's just was uh, like upscaled a little bit. Yeah, that's it. I don't. Think, I don't think they went in with new textures. I don't think they went in with anything like that. It's the same problem I had with Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. That didn't look remastered at all to me. That looked like they just took the old game and then just re-released it in 1080. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, it was just like, like it's good for Final Fantasy fans who are going back to those games because, you know, like you love those stories and those are some of like your favorite characters if you're a big Final Fantasy fan. But like, I felt a little underwhelmed by that announcement. Especially when you consider the Final Fantasy VII remake announcement. Like... Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, like, I'm super hyped for the Final Fantasy VII remake. Final Fantasy looks like a completely different game with just the same story. Exactly, and that's the thing, right, is is what I was going to talk about is they went with the Final Fantasy XV kind of mechanics, the um, Kingdom Hearts kind of mechanics. Action combat. Yeah, and that's the thing. that I, I really liked Final Fantasy XV. Um, I thought at the time it was the game of the year, like, when it came out. I... I played through that game like three or four times. I collected all of the swords. Like, I loved that game. You, you tried 100% in it. I didn't try 100% in it. There was so much to 100% it. But like, I went through that game multiple times. I still like have this disc for that. And every once in a while, I'll hop back in because the combat is just so good in that game. And then looking at the trailer and then also looking at that boss fight. It was like a 30-minute boss fight or whatever it was. Like and it was, the cutscenes were amazing. Yeah, it was an incredibly, it was an incredible game. It was one of those things that it just like, man, it got you excited for Final Fantasy VII. Like I don't, I haven't been excited for a Final Fantasy game since 15, and 15 took like nine years to make or whatever it was, like because they announced it. In class, um, and Final Fantasy VII has one of the more important. Um, Popular characters, Cloud. It's, it's the iconic character. It's exactly. Cloud, right? Cloud. Like, everyone knows who Cloud is. Like, Cloud is in the Smash game, right? Like, Cloud is the... Like, when you think Final Fantasy... I'm the, surprised Tifa isn't in the... 
Smash games. Yeah. But like when you think Final Fantasy, you want to know what I'm not surprised is in there? Chocobos. Chocobos would be the, the thing of the No, Sephiroth's also not in it. No. The, uh, the only Cloud character, the only Final Fantasy characters I think is like, is Cloud and one other person I don't remember. Um, you should tell me. You're the one who plays Smash like on religiously. I'm sorry, but I don't know their names. Yeah. It's one of those things where like it's it's a it's an interesting concept because of of that, you know? Like they're changing up the whole dynamic of Final Fantasy VII. Like like for real. It's a whole new it's no longer that JRPG turn-based you know, which is often kind of missed since I do enjoy JRPGs. But you never played Final Fantasy, like the original Final Fantasy games, so it's I not like... I don't enjoy JRPGs. Yeah, I'm not saying that you don't enjoy them. The main like, reason why I haven't jumped to into Final Fantasy is like, there's a huge universe of like, so many games. Well, yeah, you're like, and then it's not just so many games, like, right? It's because like, Final Fantasy 13 has like, three parts to it. So there's Final Fantasy 13 1, Final Fantasy 13 2, Final Fantasy 13 3, and so it's like, You've changed the dynamic of the game, finally, to with, like, I'm excited. I never played through the original Final Fantasy VII. Like, I know who Cloud is. Like, I know that story. But I never played through it just because it was like... JRPG? Yeah, I wasn't a big fan. Like, I do like JRPGs, but I can't, like, just sit through it and through a whole game. And Final Fantasy VII honestly has me really, really excited. Yeah, I saw the gameplay, like, wow, I'm hyped. Yeah, and the trailer was incredible. And the great thing is, is, like... I don't think we saw a release date on it. Man, I don't remember if there's a release date or not. But it's like, all fuzzy. Um, but it was one of those things where, like, that seems like it's relatively soon. That seems like it's next gen. Like, that seems like we're getting that next year, which is kind of exciting, you know? Obviously, we're getting next gen consoles next year. And if Final Fantasy VII is going to be one of those, like, drop games, like, release games, that's really exciting. Like, that's a reason to go get a PlayStation. I don't know if it's coming for Xbox. I'd assume... Right? Yeah, I think it's coming for Xbox. Yeah, I'd assume. Square yeah. Enix doesn't... Like, they do sometimes tend to be, like... Cross-platform? Not cross-platform, but, like, uh, PlayStation-exclusive games. Yes. Like, PlayStation PC-exclusive, like, when you look, like, back in the day. Because, like, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 were... Are they were... generally, like, more Nintendo-exclusive? No, they are way more um, PlayStation. Remember, like, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2? They were only on PlayStation. Oh, yeah, you are right. So it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, it's a, it's a big deal. And I'm, in, I'm really excited. Like, I don't know, like, honestly, I think I'm really excited for Final Fantasy VII to come out. That's not mine. What can I say? It, it looks incredible. I hope that they keep all the same mechanics for Final Fantasy XV. Um, just being honest, I, I, I really hope they keep that going. I am excited about Final Fantasy VII, but you know what I mean? I'm not excited about? What? The, uh, the remake Crystal Chronicles. Yeah, but like, it's like we mentioned, like, when you're looking at those, the remaster games, like, how are they supposed to compete with the Final Fantasy VII? Like, they don't look good. Like, okay, if it's nostalgia that's bringing you back to the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remastered or Final Fantasy VIII remastered, great. But like, if you're, like, how are you expecting to draw in a new audience of gamers with that? Like, you can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not a... Is not a good enough of a of a remaster. Like when they did the Kingdom Hearts remastered, Square Enix did a great job because they actually gave it new textures. It wasn't just like an upscaled version. They gave it new textures. They gave it new controls. They kind of gave it a new scheme. It was the same game, but it was new looking. They brought it to this generation. It's the same thing that Nintendo did with 
um, Wind Waker HD, right? Like, they didn't just upscale it. They brought it into a new generation. They brought it into, like, a new... Like, it was graphically different. And that's what got me for that, you know? Yeah. So, it's one of those things that that's, that's exciting. Um, that was kind of like the remakes and stuff that they did. I think the really, really important thing there... Uh, one of the more important things was the Outriders announcement. That was incredible. Hmm... Remember that again? Dude, you just watch it. Outriders. It was the, the the people who made the Gears of War Judgment and Blood Run oh, or something yeah. like that. So I think I there was a Microsoft like teaser trailer for Outriders. I can't remember. Yeah, it looked but, like, but it looked like what what is this? Like a sci-fi shooter with like aliens and magic like it yeah, seemed like, like Destiny but yeah, not so... like a more serious version of Destiny. Yeah. Like it, which got me a little concerned because, like, I don't think Destiny is that great of a game. Like, just, like, mechanically. Like, there isn't enough content in Destiny to keep you there. And my fear is, with Outriders specifically, is that if you release a game like that... Do you believe it will be... I, I believe it will, but do you believe that um, it will be like kind of like open world like Destiny where it's, like, online? I think it will be more like Destiny where... Because Destiny is not open world. That's not, it's instance-based. Instance-based. Right? Yeah. So you have instances that you can kind of populate into, and it will populate other characters with you. Open world, like, Breath of the Wild is an open world game. Assassin's Creed, they're open world games. But, um, but Outriders, I think it's going to be, I think it's just Square Enix taking a, a shot at Destiny. I don't think there's a game out in the market right now that can actually compete with Destiny. Uh, the closest thing's probably Anthem. Maybe. I thought the first game that popped into my head was The Division. Because, uh, Anthem, like, when, um, was, as it was getting released, people were getting hyped about it because it was so similar to Destiny, but it was, like, in third person, I believe. See, that's what I thought, but I thought Division was that. I thought Division was more of the... It's instance-based, you have grinds and raids for weapons and things like that, so... I don't know, because we don't have enough information for Outriders, right? This was just like an announcement trailer. It was a trailer. trailer, yeah. Yeah, like we're not getting it until 2020. We didn't even get any gameplay. I think it was just like all... No, that was all cinematic. Yeah. yeah, it was all cinematic. Like, we don't even know what the story is. All we have are these three main characters. But what does that remind you of? What other game has three main archetype character types, right? It's Destiny. And so... The thing that got me to think Destiny was that moment the girl shot that fireball right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Right? I was like, oh, look at that. There's some um, magic in it. Yeah, it, it just, it gave me that Destiny vibe, and I have more faith in Square Enix to pull off a game like that than I do EA or Bungie. Yeah. Like, after Bungie left the Halo team, like, after they left Halo and they left Microsoft, every game they've come out with, like, after that is trash. Yeah, like, uh... Destiny in general, like, it's not the, good. the final years of Destiny 1 was great. But that's the thing, only it was the final years, the original years were trash, and that's where all the people left, that's where all the impressions were made. But at the final years of Destiny, it was great. But that's my, th I don't think so. Yeah, I went back uh, to it. I feel like, like they took way too long just to, like, actually ramp up to get there. Exactly. Like, I don't think so. Like, again, I guess when you release a game like that, you go for the super niche audience because, like, like you play that game, like yeah. you're going back to it, like you're playing it regularly. Destiny Two, 
you're going back to it because of the new drops and everything like that. But it's like one of those things where I don't care for the raids. I guess that's the type of gamer that I am, right? But like, I don't care for the raids in that game really very much. And so the PvP for me got stale. And I guess that's what I enjoy is the PvP aspect. But like, coming from you, since you don't like PvP, you play, you play Destiny primarily for the PvE, yes. right? Like with that, did it get stale? Like what? What got, is that experience it got extreme, like? It got extremely um, stale. There's like a huge lull of um, no time, like just doing the same raid to the point where I like completed like over a hundred times the same raid. But it was all to get like one weapon. And, no, like, after, I already had all the weapon. I just did it to pass time. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like those raids. Like if you're gonna have that kind of instance-based system, like what do you do to make it better? Like do. You, just constantly release new weapons that are more overpowered than the next that you kind of need for uh, well, like what, that, what, what would Bungie's you... doing is um they're um release they already did they uh release random rolls which generally like makes different like perks on the weapons oh so now you have a certain weapon yeah, yeah so but like, it has a random roll on stats exactly so you can get the best rocket launcher but have a really bad roll on exactly. it. Exactly. Oh, that's that's a good idea. Yeah, uh, they originally had that for Destiny 1, but on Destiny 2, they took that out. It got, got a lot of uh, fans, like, really pissed off, but eventually they decided to add that back. Yeah. See, I think it's a really good idea, because then that makes the grind kind of worth it. Like, that's why I could never get into WoW. WoW was a lot of, like, you've got to go in, you got to get your weekly points, So and they reset on Wednesday, but, like, you can get your points in one sitting, so it's just like, oh, I just got it on Wednesday, and then you're that's done. That's generally like any MMORPGs. Yeah, but like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's what my fear for Outriders is, is again, I have faith that Square Enix is going to deliver a good product, but like this is all speculation. We yes. have no idea what Outriders is actually going to be. It looked incredible, like cinematic. Including that, um, ending with the gate opens, that huge gate. Yeah, like... It looked, it looked like the gates of hell. Yeah, like, it was incredible. And, it, like, like the thing that stood out to me wasn't even the gates opening part. It was them standing in front of that giant, like, alien, like, centipede walking... Well, I don't know why. Oh, yeah, like, kind of like that alien creature. Yeah, like, with the so, giant so, legs. So, it gives you speculations where, like, they're getting invaded. Maybe. Or it, it might just be demons. Like, there's so many places and there's so many ways that game can go. Like, the only thing we can do is sit here and wait to see what's going to come next. The trailer's kind of like the Death Stranding. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't know. Hopefully we don't, it's not like Death Stranding. Yeah, again, I don't know. Death Stranding looked incredible. It's no, just I'm talking about how they released the uh, information. As far oh, as yeah, like... we have no idea about anything about it. Yeah, like, again, to just kind of wrap up on Outriders, like, I want more information. I think they did a good job with that trailer, right? Yeah. Because we're having a conversation about it. Yeah. Like, and, and a serious well, a long, conversation. A long about conversation it. than uh, Prince of Chronicles. But, like, a, a longer con conversation than Final Fantasy VII, too. Like, it's one of those things where, like, Final Fantasy VII yeah, is great, but it's a remake. It yeah, it's a remake. We know what the story is. This is a whole new IP. We've never seen this. Like, it's been a while since these guys have made a game, you know, because, like, the last game they did was the, um, it was a game that they did right after Gears of War Judgment. So... I don't know kind of what to expect mechanically. Like, again, aesthetically, it looked beautiful. It looked incredible. And it's going to be really great since it is cross-platform except to Switch. My fear with that game, though, is that they said that it was supposed to come out quarter three of next year, right? Yes, of 2020. 2020, yes. My concern is what do they consider quarter three? 
Because so every company, I don't know if you know this, right? I don't yeah. know if the audience knows about this either, but every company, the year doesn't necessarily start in January, right? So Q1 for every company is different. Like for example, our Q1 isn't January. It's when we launched the first podcast, Yeah. right? That's, that's our first of the year. That's when we would like in the moving forward in the future, that's when we would start our year is the day that we dropped the podcast. Or, not the podcast, but episode zero, right? Yeah, on New, uh, New, New Year's. Yeah, but like, but that's that's when our year would start. It's the same thing with, like, I love Rooster Teeth. They're a great company, but Rooster Teeth starts their year April 1st. That's their first day of the year. So Q1 for them is April, May, and June. So I'm hoping that Square Enix is the same way that they're... Q1 is in April, because then that means Q3 is October, November, December. Then that means it'll be next-gen. Like, are you really going to drop a brand new game right before next-gen? Because let's say they, their Q1 is January. That means Q3 is, like, August. No, that's just, you know... August, my, September, October. Honestly, no. I just feel it just be, like, universal January, you know? No, but, like, again, I don't, like, I don't know what Square Enix's Q3 is. So that's what I mean, my there are some is. games that say like early something something something, but we're like halfway in some of the things that said early two thousand nineteen hasn't been released yet. Yeah, well, like a lot that happens all the time. They freaking announced Final Fantasy fifteen in two thousand and twelve. Took them seven years or nine years to make it. You know what I'm saying? So it was one of those things. The same thing with Kingdom Hearts three. You know what I'm saying? They announced that game forever ago, and, and so it's one of those things that like oh they didn't make it for who knows how long. And so, going back to it, I hope that that's a next-gen game. I really, really do. That's right. It's probably going to be, um, for the PS4, playable on the PS5 or Xbox, Xbox One, Xbox Scarlet, Scarlet, or whatever it is like that. Kind of like what GTA V did. Yeah. Where you could get it on old generations, and then when the next-gen came out, it came out at the same time. Um, maybe, who knows, it'd be one of those things that I'd be, again, I'm, I'm concerned about. That's still my concern. When you announce Q3... Of, of 2020, knowing that November, December, we're getting PlayStation 5 and Xbox Scarlet, you have to, like, make that decision wisely. I know, to, like, drop it, like, just push it back. Moment. Yeah, like, push it back, like, three months. Like, you do that, because I think you have a lot more. Like, do you remember Rome, the game for the Xbox that launched on Drop? Yeah, what about it? But, like, do you remember that game? Yeah, I remember the game, and I never actually played it. But, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know why you remember it? Yeah. Because it was a drop title. It was a launch title. Oh. It, I enjoyed the crap out of the game. But it wasn't, like, a great game. Mechanically, it was stale. The game was kind of easy, even on the hardest difficulty. Multiplayer wasn't the best. But everybody played that game because it was one of, like, the first six games that you could get on Next Gen. Yes. So it's one of those things where it's just like... If you want Outriders to be an instant success, do that. Be one of the launch games. Don't make it available. Yeah, yeah but people um, will definitely buy it, including if like, they include it in like, a bundle, a purchase bundle. I don't know if we'll get a bundle for it, but even if it's not in a bundle, well, if I, it's I, just I, a I drop game. I, I could definitely see like, just like The Last of Us was. But that's the, that's the difference. Last of Us is a Sony exclusive. Rome was in a bundle because it was a Microsoft exclusive. Okay. This is a multi-platform yeah, right. game. It probably won't be a multi Exactly. Yeah. So we might not get it in a bundle, but 
that's not what I'm trying to get at. Like if you're one of the first like 10 titles to drop, your sales are gonna be through the roof because you're, you have an interesting premise. Just on the trailer alone, you have an interesting premise. Trailer. Yeah, not even a trailer, a teaser, right? Yeah. You have an interesting premise. So if you're a launch title game, you'll have instant success. What will hinder that success is if you pull a GTA. Not that GTA wasn't successful, but GTA is the exception, not the rule, right? Yeah. If you drop it for old generation or current gen, and then you say in three months when next gen comes out, like you're going to lose sales. People are going to buy it for current gen, but they're not going to rebuy it for next gen. Yeah. Unless you do like an upgrade, like, hey, like GTA did that. Where, oh, you can bring in your old thing and you can get the upgraded version for like 10 bucks or something like that. We never know. Yeah, but I feel like more um, the newer gen are more going to digital um, digital digital editions. So if you do purchase a digital edition, you'll definitely be able to play in your next gen. I don't think so. I don't know if it's a download. No, they, they announced that it's going to be all their, um, all, all their um, previous titles are going to be backwards compatible. Yeah, but that takes time. It's on not, launch. but it's not like, no. The announcement wasn't all of them on launch. The announcement was some of them on launch, but with all of them, them coming. I feel like it's going to be all of them. Because they said that with the backwards compatibility for the Xbox One. We still don't have all of the Xbox 360 games. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't believe that it'll be all of them. Because it's not that easy, like a port is not that easy. It's still complicated to make it work right. So... Again, this is all speculation, but Outriders, Q3 2020, looks pretty good. Um, I'm kind of excited about it. It looks, it looks really good. looks really, really good. Definitely excited about buying it. Yep. Moving on. Um, Onaki. Oninaki. Oninaki. Yes. Onaki. What did you think? That felt like it was right up your alley. Ah. I'll definitely play it on the Switch. I would not play it on the... PlayStation or Xbox. That was my first thought as well. Well, my first thought was like, this seems kind of old school hey, Legend of Zelda. It kind of reminds me like a 3DS game. Yes, 100%. 100%. I was just like watching the trail, like, this is a 3DS game, isn't it? You know what other game that it reminded me of? Um, Diablo. Diablo, yes. Because it was kind of like, it felt like it was like kind of top. It was top down. It had that kind of, like, the, the attack patterns and motions kind of reminded me of Diablo. Yeah, I can see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not Diablo it at all. It isn't, yeah. Don't, com don't go and say, oh, I'm going to compare this to Diablo. It's not that. It just, it was, I had these thoughts in this order. I had, oh, that's an interesting Switch game. Then I thought, this kind of reminds me of Legend of Zelda. Then they showed his gameplay, and I was like, but mixed with Diablo? Like, it was weird. I don't know. It looks the, the, interesting. The, the story looked interesting. And, yeah. And I'm mostly about the story I see now. Well, but that's 100% a story game. They're not yeah. going to have, like, a crazy multiplayer or anything. Like, like hey, you hey, might hey, be hey, able to, like, co-op. Like, you might be able to co-op, but they're not going to have, like, PvP in that game. Yeah, you like, you play know. as the same character. Come on. Everyone's yeah, playing you as that play, one uh, hunter. Dragon Ball Z uh, Boost Fury? No, because Dragon Ball Z games are ridiculous. Well, you know, you know how the um, type of Dragon Ball Z games are like, you yeah. know, like punch, 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 walk, punch, 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 walk. Yeah. Well, uh, it had a multiplayer on it. Well, yeah, but that's a fighting game. That's different. It was an RPG fighting game. It's still a fighting game. That doesn't change anything. Like, this is completely different. No. Like, it's completely different. Isn't. Yeah, it is. It is an RPG Dragon Ball Z Boost Fury. 
Okay, I have no idea what this game is, so stop referencing it, because I can't relate to it. <laughs> like, use a game that I can relate to, and then I maybe can agree. Uh, it's kind of like uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. No, Breath of the Wild is... Like, you couldn't have PvP in Breath of the Wild. No, no, I'm talking about the gameplay of Boost Fury. Okay, I understand. But you're using Breath of the Wild as the example. You couldn't have you couldn't have successful PvP in Breath of the Wild. I don't know if it would be successful. I'm just saying that's the style it was similar to. Okay, but then... Why are we even having this conversation? I don't think it's going to have multiplayer. They didn't have anything on there. And we have a release date. It's later this year. Right? It's 8-22-2019. That's August? Dang, we're getting that in like a couple months. That's exciting. Yeah. That's a Switch. That's like an actual game that you could go get for your Switch. Again. Yeah, my Switch game is lacking. My Switch library is lacking. Well, because the Switch library of games that are worth it are lacking. Like, they're just not. There's nothing really there that's really kind of good. There are a few games, yeah. Has the Nintendo um, multiplayer um, pass. What's that called? You know what I'm talking about? Like, the thing that you need to buy to play, like, Smash Online or things like that? Switch Online? I don't know. Something like that. Whatever it is. Do they do the same thing where they do, like, free games every month, like Xbox and PlayStation do? No, I, I believe they don't. Okay. But I think, they, I think they do include access to the Nintendo. The old school games. Yeah. yeah, they have, like, the emulator, but they don't have... That'd be interesting. Why are we on this? Let's go back. Um, I would not get Oninaki for the PC or PS4. Yeah, it's definitely not worth it. It's not a PC or PS4 Unless they don't, like, worth, like, $5. Again, I don't know what the price point is. It's probably yeah, going it's to probably, be a sixty dollars. Probably going to be sixty dollars anyways. But my thing is, it, like, it looked good. It did. It looked fun. But if it's a sixty dollars game, I won't get it on launch. Like, that's my thing. Like, I can wait. Yeah, wait for uh. I can wait for a sale. I can wait for Black Friday. There's definitely be a sale for it, dude. If you're gonna drop it in August, you just wait like three months, and you can get it on Black Friday, Cyber Monday at a deal. Like, you can just wait. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It looked interesting. I'll have fun with it, but eh. It's kind of my overall like kind of score. Yes, it's roughly the same to me. Yeah, know. like it, like it looked fun. It, looked yeah, it looks fun. I'll, I'll enjoy playing it, but you know I won't go out my way. I think I think I but but like okay, did you get excited because it was a Switch game? Is that the only reason you got excited? Because that's yeah. what I found. Because yeah. if they would have come out and said this was a PC, PS4, Xbox One, I'm like, are you serious? I would have never got. I would have been like, whatever. Who cares? I'm never gonna play this game. Like unless it's one of those free games of the month. But the moment you say, hey, this is available on Switch, I was like, now that's a mobile game. That's a handheld game. Yeah. That's a game I'll play on a car. I've got a trip to Miami coming. I was like, mm, that's a game I'll play on my on my trip down to Miami. That's something you could play for four hours. I feel like the only reason they included Xbox, PS, and uh, PC. It's not is... Xbox. It's just PlayStation Four and PC. It's PC. Yeah. Oh uh, well. Square but... Enix being super. Uh, well, I feel like the only reason they included it was uh, the fact, like, oh, let's make it compatible for people who don't have the Switch. Yeah, I think it's just the target audience. I think the target audience was the Switch, but you can't make a game just for the Switch in this generation. Yeah, but uh, there the Switch is probably the lowest selling console right now. No, it is. It is? It's, lo it's the lowest selling platform for, like, it has the, the smallest market share. Dude, mobile has a bigger market share than. Yeah, I can see that. Than the Switch. Because everyone has stuff on Because I think in order, I think it's PS4, Xbox, Mobile. No, no. I, I think mobile is pretty no, good. It's, has the mobile. It's, it's, I, think, I think it's PC, PS4, Xbox, mobile, and then Switch. I think that's what the market share is. And no, just because you have one does not mean you have market share. It's active players. Not everyone who has a phone plays games. Our parents have phones, and they're not playing games. Everyone who plays games has phones. <laughs> That doesn't mean they're playing games on their phones. I know a lot of people that aren't doing that. 
But again, overall, kind of underwhelming with Oninaki. Like, really. Yeah. Just a little underwhelming. A little underwhelming, yeah. I think there... There's nothing that, like, jumped out of the screen, like, flaming. Yeah. Like, again, the combat looked interesting. There were different things there, but it wasn't like, oh my god, we gotta get that game. Oh my god, it looks incredible. Like, it wasn't anything crazy like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Square Enix's P.S. de Resistance, the thing that got everybody talking. Oh, yes. Marvel's Avengers A-Day. A-Day. Um, it's like the A-Team guys, if you don't know. No. <laughs> um, so they're kind of trying to go off of like D-Day, E-Day, like G-Day yeah. for World War II, E-Day if you've played Gears of War. Um, they're trying to go with that kind of vibe. After watching the trailer, I know you just watched the trailer. What did you walk away with it? What did you think? Like, what was your reaction? What? No Captain America? Well, no. We got Captain America. He dies. <laughs> and we don't know the story because Captain America dies in the comic books multiple times and comes back. So. He, he might come back as a Hydra agent. It was all his plan. Well, that, that's what happened in the comics. He's, no, I don't think he's currently a Hydra agent anymore. But he was a Hydra agent for a little bit. Be no, I want your actual opinion. Stop, like, friggin' goofing off. Like, what did you actually think? Like, that's what the point of this is. I thought it looked pretty fun. Really? Dude, I'm only asking that because I know you haven't gone to the news to look up anything. Every person on the planet for any video game kind of writing publication had the exact opposite reaction. Why? Everyone is super upset. Why? One, the look of the Avengers. Everyone hates it. Well, Everyone, well, of course they're not going to make it like the MC. No, that's not what they were complaining no. about. The characters just look like they look too bulky. Like Captain America looked horrible in my opinion. Iron Man's suit looked good, but the problem is the Tony, Tony doesn't like, you that hate Tony. You, you just hate Tony. Like they tried, like the writing, you can see how hard they're trying to make him charismatic and witty and it just doesn't work. Like it doesn't come off that way. Yeah, I, I, I know like, that. Like, when you watch Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, whenever he does those quick quips and those quick, like, one-liners, like, you're like, oh, Tony. And then when you watch this and he does it, and you're like... Well, I don't really, blame, I don't really blame the, the voice acting. I mean, I don't blame the writing. I blame more the voice acting. No, it's the writing. It's not the way that the voices are said. It's... Because I read through it. It's the way that he, it just, it, like, the writing is. Like, the one-liners aren't good. They, it's, dude, they went for the easiest punchline. And that's the problem, I think, with Tony. It's the same thing with Thor. They lean way too hard on the, this guy's like a Viking god who doesn't speak English, right? Like, all of his things was, like, kind of, I don't want to say broken English. But you get what I'm saying, right? Like, that Norse Viking English. Yeah. They have they have little men running with guns. I was like, like, why are you leaning so hard on that? Like, just let Thor be Thor. Just let Iron Man be Iron Man. And then my other thing is, is why is Iron Man just like okay with Captain America giving all the orders? Like, that's never happened, ever. Like, they've always butted heads. And why is it that Cap can Captain can just say, hey Tony, Thor, go check it out? And he's like, aye aye, Captain. Well, I was like, hmm. There would be a quick like he would go. But there would be like a, a snarky remark. I don't know. I just felt off. Gameplay Maybe. looked fun. Hey, it, might, it might be no, the, the fact that um, the, the writers weren't actually like aware of the Marvel universe. They were more aware of the cinematic universe. But then that that's a problem. That's a big well, no, because they're not going with the Marvel cinematic universe. 
No, this is not the cinematography. Like their characters. But that's a that's still that's not an excuse. Like if you're gonna go write like a Spider-Man movie and all you're gonna use as reference are the previous Spider-Man movies, you failed your job. Right? You gotta go read the comics. You gotta go understand the actual depth of the character. You failed as a writer. And like you're writing a book right now. And when you went to go create that book, what did you do? You read hundreds of fantasy books, you've done all this research, you looked at these different things. Even though it's one it's a one hundred percent work of fiction, yeah. you still went out and you looked up like How here, are, it, yeah. yeah, here are the rules, here are the kind of George R. R. Martin did the same thing. He read all of the Lord of the Rings and then said, I can do this, so then he wrote the Game of Thrones novels. So it's one of those things where like I don't know, man. It just came off really weird. The characters look like... They don't look good, in my opinion. And I just feel off with Black Widow being there. Everyone else has this superpower, and you're just kind of hanging out. Like, the villains looked really cool. I'm pretty sure we saw ta ta Taskmaster there. We saw... Uh, I forget what the Hulk guy's name is. Um, the bad guy for the Hulk... We got all of these different, like, really big deal... Oh, I forgot Captain America's guy, too. The guy with the black mask. Um, oh, man, I'm blanking out on all of those villains' names. Doesn't matter. I must be sicker than I thought, because I do not remember any villains. <laughs> yeah, no, they showed, they showed quite a bit with the villains. And it's just like... I just know, I just didn't get excited for it. It just kind of looked like, oh, another kind of attempt to try to ride the MCU train... And yeah, I don't no, know. I feel like that's kind of what they're doing. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. What they're doing. But it's not even a good attempt at it. Uh, I'm still gonna enjoy the game, not, not nonetheless. I won't get it at launch. Like we're getting it around this time next year. I won't get it at launch. You know what I mean? I might get it for the Stadia just to get it for the Stadia just to kind of see like, hey, what is this How game on? Yeah, you know, like what is this game on in the Stadia? But that's that's assuming. That the Stadia, up until that point, doesn't have better games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which I think by that point, the Stadia will have better AAA title games than that. I don't know how to feel about it, honestly. I feel like it'll be dumb. It'll sell pretty well just because it's a... M no, Marvel. it'll sell well. That's not... It's going to be a successful game. But being a successful game does not mean you're a good game. I feel like that way with Destiny. I think Destiny is a successful game. I don't think it's a good game. Call of Duty in the same way. I think this current Call of Duty was a successful game. I don't think it's a good game. I play the crap out of it. I don't think it's a good game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? Interesting. Um, let us let us know what you guys thought about the Square Enix um, conference. A, lo a lot of different, like, mixed, like, bags and a lot of different genres shown and just a lot of content that... You kind of did expect, and then a lot of stuff you didn't expect. You know what I'm saying? Oh, one thing you probably missed uh, was uh, Square Enix also announced one extra thing. Uh, they're releasing a music streaming service. I didn't know about this, are they? Uh, yeah, the trailer for it was hilarious. Uh, essentially, imagine this. You walk into a cafe. You order a cafe, sit at the table. All you of order stuff. a cafe at a cafe? A coffee in the cafe. There you, go. <laughs> you order a coffee at the cafe. I just, I'm trying to, I'm asking questions because I want to be immersed by your story. I didn't know that you could, I thought this was a cafe that sold other cafes for like business owners. I just wanted to make sure, Jeff. <laughs> That's what I'm asking. All right, so, um, 
when you sit at your table with the new deed to the cafe that you just bought. With the new deed that the cafe you just bought. Did you do you get a free coffee with your new cafe? <laughs> of course you do. Okay, okay. Well, I thought a cafe would give you a free coffee. Okay. Then with your purchase of your new cafe. Exactly. Okay. I was just gonna make sure because if you're going into a cafe to buy a cafe, you're just gonna hang out looking at your deeds. You can able to see what you want. To oh, because they also sell the stuff that you'll use exactly. for, for your startup, and then you can build from there. We should stop this idea because this is a brilliant idea, right? <laughs> like, hey, this is a cafe, and we sell cafes, and you get a free cup of coffee with your cafe. And, um, and this is kind of what you'll get when you run your cafe. Brilliant. Exactly. Brilliant so while we're sitting on the table with your deed of the cafe, drinking the uh, free cup of coffee, a free cup of coffee, uh -huh. an orchestra comes in, an entire orchestra. And they set up like the whole thing, the entire thing. Okay. They, they set up behind you. Why? And then you're you're on your phone while taking a sip on your of your coffee and reading the coffee um the, the deed. Okay. Um, looking on Google Maps about where your thing is. Exactly, yeah, of course. Just um, building the scene here in the... Uh, the orchestra gets ready and gets their paperwork up, the stance up. Yeah, the, the whole all, night. The entire night, yeah. yeah. And then, um... Why is it a whole nine? Continue, I'm sorry, I'm getting sorry. It's because a whole nine yards of the football field. Yeah, but it's ten yards for a first down. Maybe they already made a <laughs> yard. Oh, I don't know. Go ahead. Um... So, you, um, the girl opens the, um, you open up an app on your phone, mm -hmm. and then you put on the headphones, and the orchestra is like, what the hell's happening right now? Why did she put on headphones? Because mm -hmm. they were planning on playing whatever she played on her phone. And then she gets up and walks out, and the orchestra is just like staring at her, like, where's the grab? <laughs> what? What happened? So, so essentially it's a uh, music, um, a streaming app, um, a music streaming app on the phone. But is it just for Square Enix games? Square Enix games, yes. Oh, is it I, I believe it's their entire scroll. Probably, yes. See, I don't know if that's going to be successful. Oh. If they do it paid, I think they should do more Pandora-esque. Yeah, probably. Make it random with ads. Yeah, if you do that, with ads, yes. If you do, yeah, and then you have a premium version so you can remove the ads. Because Square Enix... One of the best companies where, if you look at just their library of soundtracks, one of the best, like, hands down. Like, the Final Fantasy games, and Kingdom Hearts, and... Yeah, lots of people... There, there are orchestras that just, like, play... Yeah, music. they travel, and they just do Square Enix, like, concerts, concerts and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible. That's so, so people who are interested in the Square Enix soundtracks will enjoy this app. Or website? I don't know. Uh, whatever. whatever it is. I'm not going to lie. I have the Final Fantasy 15 CD. Like, I have it. Because it came with a copy of the game. And so, I, did you make it like Pandora? You might actually enjoy it. Yeah. I wouldn't. It wouldn't be my go-to. Maybe. Because they don't have any They don't have any lyrics. It's, 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 it's a it's good idea to put it in the background yes. while you're editing or something. Exactly. It's not bad. Because they do have, like, like, dang. That's a really good idea. But you have to make it free. You have to make it free with ads. Like Pan you have to do a Pandora, not Spotify. Yeah, Pandora. Definitely Pandora. Anything else that uh, the Square Enix live stream did? No, I believe that was all. That was it, right? Oh, they did release some um, gameplay for Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, we talked. But about I that. felt like, honestly, I think that's the only reason why I didn't enjoy the Square Enix conference. You didn't enjoy it? Yeah. Why? Because it's really like an entire hour. 
or 40 minutes or 30 minutes, I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was, 30 a, minutes it was a really long time. Just playing the Final Fantasy VII um, gameplay. It was just a boss fight. It wasn't even a whole it was, it was just like one boss fight, you know? Like, but I get it. Just move on with the presentation. No, but that was the presentation. Yeah, I understand. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what you play those yeah, games Because Final Fantasy is what they were aiming for. Yeah, it was the big things that they wanted to announce was... Final Fantasy VII Remake, but this time it's an action player and Marvel Avengers A-Day. Like, that was all they had riding on. Yeah. The other and then Outriders was like, like... Yeah, Outriders was out far from left field, but Remastered 8 and Crystal Chronicles, who gives a crap? Oninaki, great. Thanks it's for letting us know. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah, guys. Here's I, 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 I know you enjoyed our games that we just released. Also, we're also releasing these few games. Hope you pick up Hey, but, hey. E3 wouldn't just sell us an hour of conference time, so we had to do two-hour blocks. So here's all the stuff that we're going to use to fill the back hour. Like, Yay. that's kind of what it felt like, you know? Um, if you had to give... I didn't plan on this, but since we're doing the first episode, I think we should. Right? And we should do this with everything. If you had to give a grade for the Square Enix um, presentation on its own, not comparing it to everything. We're not trying to rank all of them. We've already done that. I'm talking about this on its own, show. right? That's horrible. It wasn't that bad. Calm down. Square Enix, if you had to give it a grade, A being the best, going A, B, C, D, F, Z being the worst. B plus. There's no pluses. What do you give it Square Enix? A D. D? Really? Barely passing. Really? I'm thinking more like C. It was way too much gameplay for me. I, I, I felt like... I, I just don't think that excites uh, you. I, 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 I feel like the gameplay could have been, like, shown after the conference. No, you couldn't do that. It had to be at the conference. I just think it wasn't a game that interested you. I think, like, even if that was, like... It, it did interest me. I just felt like, I like, the first five minutes, the gameplay was amazing. But it just kept on dragging. Yeah, you see, I didn't feel like that at all. I was on the edge of my seat the whole 30 minutes, especially when they were switching between the characters and doing everything like that. It was... So for me, it gets a C. It wasn't great, it wasn't bad. which is average. It was what you expect from an E3 conference. That's, that's what I got. Any last minute thoughts? Nope, that's it. Nope. Alright. Um, guys, thanks for listening to episode 8.1 of... Square Enix. Yeah, the Square Enix conference of E3. Um, let us know what you guys think. We'd love to hear your opinions on... Specifically, what, what did you think about the Square Enix conference? You know? Let us know in the comment section below if you're watching on YouTube. Tweet at us. Send us a message on Facebook. Send us a message on Instagram. Talk to us on Discord. Talk to us on Discord. We're really excited. We'd love to hear your, uh, your, your thoughts and your opinions on it. Um, tomorrow, 8.2, the schedule will also be out in the description below of whatever it is that you're listening to. 8.2 is the Ubisoft conference, so stick around for that. Um, tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. 7 a.m. Pacific. My name is Tigo. Is it 7 a.m. Pacific? Yes. 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. It's three hours behind. I just heard you say 10 a.m. Pacific. No. And I said 7 a.m. Pacific. Anyway, my name is John. My name is Tigo, and we're out. Hey, guys. This is Tigo with Level 1 Sidekicks. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to the podcast today. If you want to stay connected with us, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, like us on Facebook, or hop into the Discord channel to chat. We'd also really appreciate it.
if you subscribe to the Patreon page. It helps us out a, a ton, helps us get some really cool, new, exciting things going for the podcast. Other than that, we hope you have a great one.